Brad and Glenda Pius. Thank you so much for sewing into Morning Drive Bible. Without your commitment and support, this initiative couldn't come to fruition. Good morning from Jerusalem. My name is David Nekrutman. My name is Scott Kahn. And welcome to Morning Drive Bible. How are you doing today, David? I am doing well. I have my cup of coffee in an Elvis Presley cup. I made that for you. I really appreciate this. I hope you like the coffee. I do. You were about to give me pumpkin spice coffee. That's true. It's October. That's correct. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, pumpkin is in season in Israel. I do not know that, but you know, on the holiday of Sukkot, it feels like a pumpkin type holiday. We have squash, so I'm all for it. I have making like orange soup, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, for sure. My wife makes an amazing pumpkin soup. I enjoy pumpkin spice coffee, but if I have too much of it, I get sick of it. So I have it one or two months a year when the whole rest of the world does in October and November, and then I go on to my regular coffee. In my uh, travels in the United States for Jewish Christian relations, I went to Memphis. You went there. Did you actually go to Graceland? I did. Wow. How yes. was that? That was awesome. Yeah? Yeah. I grew up on Elvis Presley music. My father was a big Elvis Presley fan. So going there, I was able to fulfill a dream for my father, who never went to Memphis. It's interesting because the humorous Dave Barry, you know Dave Barry? Sure. So Dave Barry wrote an essay about going to Graceland, and it was a little bit different from his typical essays. Usually, they're snarky and funny. That's what he does. But this essay was semi-serious. He had his typical snark, but he also talked about the people who go there. For them, it's a semi-religious spiritual experience, and he wasn't making fun of that. He was talking about the people who take Graceland very, very seriously. So as I said, he obviously had to make fun a little bit, but on the whole, he was also treating it as an authentic cultural phenomenon, very atypical for Dave Barry. Maybe one day I'll get there. I don't know. All right. Well, we're going to pray for you. One day you'll get to Graceland. Uh, they're things to pray for, I'm afraid. <laughs> well, talking about idols. Not just idols, the big idol. The big idol, the golden calf. This is a great transition because Elvis Presley was considered an idol. Nice. Like that? Good. Yeah. Here's a transition going into golden calf, the episode that literally almost changed the course of Jewish history because God got very angry when the people of Israel decided to worship the golden calf and his intention was to eradicate the Jewish people and begin again with Moses. And only because of Moses' intercession was the situation avoided. I would like to address the four arguments of Moses to God and then work our way back. I would like to begin like a movie. We start at the end. How do we get here? And then work our way back. Okay. All right. And we're in Exodus 32. So it's going to be verses 11, 12, and 13. And in these three verses, we have four arguments. And this is after God said, I want to destroy the Jewish people. Right. He made up his mind and he wanted Moses. And Moses says, hold on one second. I'm going to summarize the four arguments. The first argument is, God, I really don't get you. Why are you angry in the first place? The second argument is a public relations nightmare argument. You want the world to acknowledge who you are, God, by destroying the people of Israel. You're not going to accomplish what you want. This is a bad PR move. The third argument is to actually repent from the evil you're intending to do to the people of Israel. And the fourth argument is, remember what you promised to the forefathers. So while I agree with arguments two and four that those are indeed arguments, I'm going to have to be convinced that numbers one and three, namely, why are you so angry? And number three, you have to repent, God, for what you said, are actually arguments rather than something else. This is something you and I are going to have to debate over the course of the next few episodes. Okay, that's fine. This is the fun and the banter 
right? We love to banter, Scott. That's for sure. To the point that sometimes we don't actually get to the Bible, but this time we did. We did. That's nice. Do you want to address the first argument? You agree with the first argument well, that it was an argument? How about, let's go through the first argument. Okay. How about you tell me what your argument is? My argument is that Moses inherently doesn't understand why God is immediately getting angry. Moses pleaded before the Lord, his God, and said, Why, Lord, are you angered against your people, whom you have brought up from the land of Egypt with great power and with a strong hand? Question mark. So I agree that looking at that verse in isolation, it sounds like Moses is saying, Why are you angry? It which, does start off with why. Which is a very strange thing to ask because... Why are you angry? The people just rejected God in the most public way possible by sacrificing to this golden calf 40 days after receiving the Ten Commandments. There's good reason to be angry. So I am kind of curious to hear in a moment why you say that's actually an argument. It doesn't seem to make any sense. But I'll tell you why I'm not sure it's really an argument as opposed to an introduction. Because it's coming off of the previous verse, which is chapter 32, verse 10 where God says to Moses, so now let me alone so that my anger can flare against them and I can consume them and I will make you into a great nation. The Hebrew phrase that my anger can flare against them is vichar api bahem, which is the same phrase that Moses says, why are you angry? Lama yechare apcha, why is your anger waxing hot? In other words, I'm not sure that means why are you angry? This phrase, yechare apcha, to let anger wax hot means to let your anger affect the way that you act. So Moses wasn't saying, why are you angry? He's saying, why are you angry to the point you're going to act like this? And then the next line explaining why God shouldn't act like this is actually the argument. Oh, nice move, Scott. So I think in the next episode of Morning Drive Bible, we'll continue this discussion on the first argument, which I believe is the first argument of Moses to God. And Scott believes this is just an introduction leading up to the actual argument. We'll have to figure that out next week on Monday. I'm Scott Kahn. I'm David Nekrutman, and blessings from Jerusalem.